listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Shimmy, shimmy, yah, shimmy, yah, shimmy, yay. Give me the mic so I can take it away. Off on a natural charge, born voyage. Yeah, from the home of the Dodgers, Brooklyn squad. Wu Tang killer bees on the swarm. Rain on your colored ass disco dorm. For you to even touch my skill, you gotta be the one killer bee, and you ain't gonna kill now. Pass that down. What? That's they skipped a while. I pass it all around. <laughs> Lyrics go hard like cement to the ground. For any MC in any 52 states, I get psycho killer. Norman Bates, my producer, slam sharp like bam, jump on stage, and then I dip down. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod Ed. King. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, baby I like it raw. Uh, it's uh, feedback time for those who like it raw. Uh, you can uh, find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Search the Blackout Tips. We'll come up. Leave us five star reviews. We appreciate that. Uh, if they're not five stars, we won't read them. And if they're not positive, we won't read those either. Mm-mm. We don't give a fuck, nigga. We don't give a fuck. Nope. Uh, you can also do things like um, listen to the show on our website, theblackoutest.com. You can become a premium listener and listen to all our premium shows, the RSS feeds and the passwords all there for premium people. So you can put it into your iTunes or your podcast apps and, you know, do that stuff. Um, just did a new Balls Deep yesterday. The day before that, we had a pregame come out. Mm-hmm. Um so we got we we always putting content out guys yeah, so happy new year's for the people who are not premium and didn't get the first show of the year which was actually about deep sports and then we did bring the new year's in <laughs> with, <laughs> with a lot of merriment and celebration uh, I, I may or may not have gotten drunk while podcasting and i know that's some people's favorite type of podcast they enjoyed the four loco podcast <laughs> well you guys are probably gonna enjoy i think i actually named it drunk deep sports yesterday <laughs> so yeah um and when that pregame comes out in two or three weeks people are gonna know, enjoy that yeah, even more I was about to say I, I you know i i was late to the party coach i'm sorry i had some stuff to take care of so i was i was late to the game it's probably for the best <laughs> oh am i frozen on your screen am i frozen yes okay let me refresh real quick but uh yeah i think people will definitely enjoy it all right take your time spreecast (laughs) it's not like anybody in the chat is waiting on me to come back get back in there and finish the show Mm -mm, nobody nope mm -mm, they're not important Mm -hmm. 10 20 minutes however long it takes you know oh man what is going on? Mm, there we go. There you go. And now, the part where I add myself back to the screen. Okay, there we go. I'm back. There we go. Um, but yeah, so that was a good episode, and uh, a lot of people are already writing in quotes that I don't necessarily remember saying. So <laughs> that'll be uh, that'll be cool. Uh, you can also uh, donate to the show and. Um, well, you're at the blackouttips.com. It's right down the right-hand side. You can donate via PayPal or whatnot, and that helps the show out, and we appreciate it. As a matter of fact, we give those people shout-outs. I dedicate this song to recession, depression, and unemployment. This song's for you. Today's a new day. That's right. 
new day new pay you know what i'm saying that's what i say i like to give a shout out to jay sarge thank you jared for hooking us up calvin in recurring donator thank you calvin gerard l recurring donation appreciate you player we got a one-time donation from winnie a who says dear karen kisses rod and justin welcome back homie <laughs> y'all i'm listening to yesterday's ball d sports and your discussion of lebron slash chris cluey slash sean king thanks for breaking the obtuse fuckery all the way down so i have to drop this right chill in the collection plate to support and encourage your work analysis and humor as much as i can peace from seattle letty Mae daniels my chat room alias oh thank you winnie thank you and we appreciate it man you know a lot of times stuff that like that that happens is major you know we don't get to talk about it on the big show because mm-hmm. it's a sports thing so it's like we'll just save it for the sports stuff and uh, i felt like we did a good job even through our drunkenness uh explaining exactly how all those people can go fuck themselves <laughs> except for lebron um portia s recurring donator thank you portia terry w recurring donator damian jackson Ooh. i am for real recurring donator jason l recurring donation we got a one-time donation from adam s thank you much very much adam our boy conrad official first time donated to the show mm-hmm. hit us with a one-time donation said just a little something extra to help you survive when hating ass terrell's army of freedom fighters come for you <laughs> they was on my ass this week y'all look bill Cosby got perp walked and i got everybody lost their minds i had to perp walk some people off of my facebook twitter and everything Ooh, can't believe y'all niggas still defending that sloppy eyed bastard uh alexander aaron recurring donator thank you alex uh our girl labella body care adrian she hooked us up with a recurring donation thank you so much thank you qg recurring donator thank you latonia b recurring donator michael irvin the playmaker eric m attitude check bronco pride thank you very much uh waste bees by sewer recurring donation mary h recurring donation janine r i believe she might be new yep. i don't think i said janine before i'm not sure Mm-mm. i don't remember that name stefan h recurring donator john b oh yeah he's a recurring donator thank you man you really had a good album when you uh released that mm. stuff back in the 90s i remember that i thought you was black brother uh, me you too and, you and tupac i thought you was just a real light skin uh rita may left us this uh one time donation says thanks rod and karen for keeping me sane at work here's a little something extra to kick in 2016 happy new year's guys thank you happy new year's yes mr span recurring donator andy s new recurring donator i believe Mm -hmm. i think he's new marvin b yes marvin b uh wood a woodsy recurring donation mccole recurring donation early days in photography and that's everybody man it was a lot of y'all this week mm-hmm. thank you happy holidays to us right yes play me out kurt So much better when you smile. So, so smile. Oh, oh, oh. You look so much better when you. Oh, oh, oh. New Orleans. You look so much better when you. Oh, oh, oh.
all right all right let's see let's do the five star reviews let's do that now we have now we have no new five star reviews on stitcher except i must have skipped over one or didn't read it or something last week no, so i'll start with that one post late uh mom's drag with swag five stars says bullet ball revelations finally big brother rod and five star chick karen bless me with the answers to all my questions about what the heck is bullet ball <laughs> that was the funniest thing ever my son looking at me like i'm crazy i've been listening for almost a year now and i just finally figured out how to rate on stitcher i don't have apple nothing so i can't do it that way i admire your marriage and you guys make me want to give my marriage another try god bless you oh uh, thank you thank you and look but i'm telling you right now if you know don't yeah, I blame know, us. yeah i know folks get back together but be sure that's what you really want to do don't blame me is what i'm don't write me and be like you like in a year you motherfuckers he's still cheating and it's your fault i don't want to yeah because you, you 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 remember them bad times of why y'all separated baby you remember that not me i don't want to catch no heat okay no we ain't taking them bullets we had some five-star reviews on itunes in the u.s if you're outside of u.s let us know we'll go look that up too but we can't see it west side one says love the show five stars these two are a blast and they keep it a hundred thank you rob and karen keep doing what you're doing thank you we shall proceed one summer one supper sam says wait one super sam says awesome podcast five stars okay karen i'm doing it now please don't beat me lol i love listening to you guys <laughs> keep up the great work thank you can't okay, put them paws on y'all <laughs> highly recommended podcast five stars by hair underscore jart rod and especially karen i have to admit some i've been one of the lazy listeners i've been listening to your show for about a year and a half now and y'all are now a staple in my podcast lineup the feedback show has progressively become my favorite show of the week hey man i it's keep telling too. people if i could only listen to one show a week it would be the feedback show now i'm not saying not to listen to other ones but let's just say you had to pick a favorite feedback show all day man because then you get to find out what the full fucking bullshit we went through this week was right and what we uh got to talk about i mean not that i mean i personally wouldn't skip any shows if i could but i'm just saying uh i listen to many great podcasts i come to a realization if i had to choose only one podcast it would be mr and mrs tips oh uh, thank you thank you they call me mr tips <laughs> shout out to jail between your show and the facebook group the t- blackout tips community feels like a family your podcast combines comedy serious opinions on social issues or sometimes a mix of both games everything i used to watch the walking dead in the earlier seasons, but fell off after listening to your show i got interested in the show again i never bothered to get back into watching it i just love being getting fun the funny informative commentary from you guys my new year's resolution is to become a recurring donator that too is long overdue gotta get in on those premium shows happy holidays jared thank you sweetie appreciate you jared and we uh you know we'll we'll be here when you decide to go premium man with the shows will be here the backlog will be here all that stuff so Mm -hmm. uh and thank you so much for um you know for letting us know all right we had comments on the website on each episode mm-hmm. episode 102 a simple disagreement we had to talk about kicking that girl out for saying nigga in our chat and mm-hmm. our facebook group i mean even though she was non-black and then she wrote wrote an email saying how 
it was, she didn't know why she got kicked out and then mm-hmm. saying that she had apologized and she hadn't apologized and then yeah. she never wrote back so yeah. you know which is funny because it's like whenever you call somebody out on their shit to their face well, life is just funny that way whenever you're just like no that's not what happened people typically just go away when <laughs> you're just like no you can like that's not what happened i i I, like i'm just not gonna be polite about it you're telling me a lot you know that's so funny i did that today at the gym um this dude was talking shit about me signing up justin before justin walked in the door which because i knew justin was in the parking lot i said when i sign up i'll just put your name below mine so we can play on the same team we do this all the time Mm -hmm. and we were not number nine and number ten and this guy was like well you know people coming in the gym signing up people that ain't here like he said in the earshot because he wanted me to hear it right oh i hate when people do that passive aggressive bullshit right and i was tying my shoes about to play but i was like you know what fuck it i'll make the time right and i walked over and was like what's the what's the problem right and he was like i mean people weren't here i said justin walked in 30 seconds after i walked in so now what well i mean you know he wasn't uh he didn't need to be next on the list i said would you have been next well that's not the point i said well what's the point do you not like justin you got a problem with justin so i so justin was shooting around i said jessica can you come over here man ted got a problem right and you want to talk to us about it and ted was like oh no i'm not saying i have a problem i said y'all go to school together and you come in here and talk with us and kick it every week right. and y'all talk about going to school and shit and y'all talk about the team but now you got a motherfucking problem so let's just air it out let's just get it out here in the open people don't want to do that he's a grown-ass man he ran all the way across to the other court and start shooting around like he was just like i just can't shoot around right because they don't want them problems that's what i'm saying you big and bad until some i had to do a co-worker like that because it was one of them things was passive aggressive and i eventually was like hey you got a problem <laughs> and yeah. when i was like hey you got a problem the attitude changed and not only was i was like hey you got a problem and i explained what really happened and her attitude changed because that that not that right there is kind of one of my pet peeves especially being black it's one of those things where it's like, hey, dog, let's talk about this thing. And when it really comes down to it, you don't really talk, want to talk about it. You just want to kind of throw that shade out there and just let it be and think somebody is just supposed to take it. And sometimes I do take it. But when I've had enough, that, that problem, that problem um, stops because at the end of the day, you don't want the confrontation. Right. That's the thing. You act like you want the confrontation, but you really don't want the confrontation. And the thing about it is that most of the time, for a lot of white people, you fail to realize most black people don't confront you because honestly, you don't want them problems, especially in the workplace. You really don't want them problems. Right. You talk a good game, but yeah, you're not about to say shit. When it's right in your face, when it's like, okay then, so what like what's the problem like explain it to both of them. oh no nah, i don't you know i don't want no problems i just you know i I was just saying anyway it's so it's just funny right because i think a lot of times that's when people take the, the, the quote-unquote kindness for weakness just because you know you don't you know you're not outspoken or cool to uh 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 be like threatening to cut a motherfucker all of a sudden people just think they can do and say anything to you yeah you got caught on your shit man so yeah she never emailed me back um all right so here's the comments from this episode lucked out says that trope you mentioned diversity died in the future is on the way out i don't know if if serialized space sci-fi is your thing by sci-fi uh but sci-fi has a new series called the expanse yeah karen and i've been watching it it's actually really good with the first four episodes all over online yeah i've been watching it on my tv not online but uh i've been watching it you know every week it comes out 
i know there's more tv than time in the day but i just wanted to put that out there i appreciate that you're putting out podcasts during the holidays you're the hardest working podcasts i know yeah man i enjoy the expanse i think it's fun mm-hmm. um i enjoy that they have all kinds of different race gender and stuff on the on the show very very diverse cast so you know that, i think that's what tv needs to head and i hope it's on its way out i mean star wars is the biggest thing this year and you know it's mixing it up so that'll be good to me man i think you're always gonna have a propensity for white people and since the vast majority of media is white and critics uh are white uh you're gonna still have them gravitate towards certain films that really express the white experience that lacks any real diversity right um but that's just gonna always exist you know and i think it's hard for them to understand why a black person would tap out on that shit like they don't they can't relate although they do it all the time come on now (laughs) there's tons of movies they'll never see because they were black movies and quote unquote so why would i go see that movie but they don't understand when we had that reflection back when we say why would i go watch the fucking martian there's no there's no diversity in it they don't have they don't understand that they're like because it's one of the best movies and we decided and you're like well, did you see the best man holiday no well, then what the fuck why didn't you see it it's one of the best movies and we decided uh, well that's uh, i don't need to see that all right right and, and and that happens a whole lot because yeah there's a lot of and i see a lot of show you know we watch a lot of television but yeah there's some shit and i will just plat flat tell my bias i don't want to watch that i'm tired of white folk shit and you know mm. and majority of everything we watch is white but there's sometimes i'm like look i have white watched myself to death and i'm through i don't care if it's the best thing ever i hadn't watched breaking bad there's a lot of shit i hadn't watched because like, that shit too white yeah sometimes you just lose um everybody has their limits right and i think people need to be more understanding of that rather than being like but it's so good you need to sit back for a second and not think about yourself and be like maybe that person just don't want to be into that shit and if you search your own catalog you'll find shit that you're not watching because you were like yeah that shit just didn't look like something that interests me right and it might be the best thing ever and i ain't gonna fight you on it but this is like i i this this is where i tap out and it's the thing everybody pushed their shows like crack cocaine but fred realized everybody can't get all the crack yeah rachel on fire says i personally cannot wait for the day when most if not all movies tv shows plays etc have diverse cast and nobody even thinks a thing of it i just saw the force awakens and it was fantastic it's a sci-fi movie not being almost exclusively centered around white men for a change was a integral part of that enjoyable experience it's centered around a black man and a white woman as the main characters but it featured people of many diverse ethnic backgrounds mixed in with aliens of all types of forms which makes sense since we're not even talking about our galaxy here much less a white anglo-saxon protestant experience i propose that from now on casting be diverse because life is diverse white men are no longer the center of the universe as much as they would like to continue to be let's have diverse characters of all backgrounds shape size gender skin tones etc not because it's pc but because it reflects reality i personally do not fear becoming a minority may the force be with you word rach yeah uh, you know yeah and i don't know why people are just frightened and just scared of that like that's just the way it is and i think it's just the power and just the scaredness and uh let's be truthful a lot of times when it comes down to it for a lot of white people 
when they go okay we we are outnumbered it's like oh, okay all of a sudden these niggas gonna remember history and all of a sudden gonna act unruly it's like dog we know history and we're not going out attacking you so what are you talking about here but i think that fear of one day the, the brown people gonna snap and kill us all and you're like that's not realistic right um the so we got some podcasts uh, uh and we also have some polls this podcast poll was should that lady be allowed back into the facebook group yes even though i know this vote won't count or no even though i know this vote won't count because we kind of decided on the air that day mm-hmm. but seven <laughs> percent of y'all said yes she should be allowed back in even though your vote won't count and like i said a lot of people are scared to be the bad guy that's fine that's what i'm here for i'll make the world a better place for you and 93 percent said no even though i know this vote won't count and those are the people i do this for uh v nasty said yeah bruh of course (laughs) (laughs) no i'm saying uh ali's i I mean ali says rod i'm so glad you brought up this the issue with the lady in the facebook group on your show when i saw the ladies trying to get her together in the thread i immediately thought about some comedic bit i heard once i think chris rock but i could be wrong where he basically said white people if your black friend tell you it's okay to say nigga then they are not your friends i really wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt at first but when she dropped that lame excuse about how she is comfortable with it then i knew right then that she didn't have any real black friends and she had to go i have non-black friends who have said nigga when we were reciting rap lyrics or something like that but right away i let them know what the deal is i personally know them and don't have a problem hearing them say it in that context however i don't speak for all black people and you better not say that shit in front of someone else because at that point your ass is grass and you're on your own i tried to sympathize with her and uh, and think well she has been permitted in this predominantly black space where people are dropping the word nigga on almost every thread so maybe she just got caught up in the moment but then i thought about the numerous gay friends i have who affectionately call each other fag and i have never once thought it was okay for me to do the same thing why because i'm not part of that community and as much as i consider myself an ally i don't share in that life experience to give myself permission to say it shaking my head yet unfortunately homegirl had to learn a hard lesson the hard way hopefully she knows better and will do better yeah man she can do that with the next group of niggas man because it's not our responsibility to teach her it's only only responsibility i feel that we have is to try to make that environment as cool a place to be as possible yep and uh part of that means not having people that do shit like that and then try to justify it like the only thing she could have said was sorry right and i won't do it again those are the only things i would have accepted from her and instead we got a bunch of him and hollering mm-hmm. and that becomes the problem and uh the thing about we probably might talk about this tomorrow but the thing about it something i've realized in 2015 has taught me whenever you call people out on their racism sexism and homophobia no matter who it is they want to argue about it and tell you how you don't know what the fuck you're talking about particularly if you live that lifestyle and then i can't speak for everybody else and it may be because we're acceptable we were error accessible all of a sudden, when you call people out on their bullshit, you got to deal with an email, a phone call, a Facebook tag, a direct message, uh, a telephone call, uh, uh, a Google Plus chat. It's like something, a thousand word email. It's like, motherfucker, what about me blocking, muting, whatever I did to let you know I didn't want to be bothered with it. But I think because of the age of the Internet, people just, they like, you're going to hear me out when I don't have to hear you out. Yep um so anyway um i think people have to fight for the spaces that they want right and um good people gotta stop losing that fight 
and we always lose the fight because the most ignorant dumbest motherfuckers have the goddamn loudest fucking voice and always want to outshine everybody and make whatever conversation that you're talking about about them even though they're ju- they they jumped in on a conversation that didn't have a motherfucking thing to do with them and honestly if truth be told they to day to day to do they would have been better just shutting the fuck up and listening but but for some reason that's very very difficult for a lot of people to do they can't just be quiet and just let you talk they've got to inter interject themselves sometimes when sometimes you didn't ask for them to come over there and then when they don't get the response that they think they should get a response or they don't get a cookie quote unquote because they're sharing your opinion or your view or they think they're sharing your opinion and your view all of a sudden you're the problem right well i didn't actually come up here in the first place right um so we had some comments for uh episode 1103 steve harvey bacon uh maya b says the killing thing about black men basically cosign or whatever bullshit white girls and non-black women do to black women is the nauseating whiplash they have when a black woman decides that she slash they cannot be with a black man due to their lived experiences involving black men these same motherfuckers are the ones who tried who were calling Carrie Washington a modern day Sally Hemings due to her being Olivia Pope in scandal. The fact that there are black men out there who will cool the world, the word snow bunny to a white girl with a teaspoon of ass, but will fucking break their own neck to shame a black woman for not standing for her community. Yeah. I mean, you see that a lot, you know, that racial loyalty shit and then the punishment that they put on black women for daring to be like, I'm open to dating all races or whatever. Um, you know, I think if your thing is, uh, for anybody personally, when people say I won't date somebody of my own race or whatever, I always look at that sideways. It like, I don't even care what your gender is. Cause it's just always kind of a, like, where did that, where's that idea coming from? Right. You know what I mean? Because a lot of that seems to be stemmed in racism and, you know like a lot of stereotypes and shit Mm -hmm. i don't know how anybody could just write off a whole race let alone their own or whatever but it is what it is it's just funny to me when black men find that okay but then when black women say it they have a problem with it um you know well i just kind of think i would have an issue with it no matter who said it all right uh klj75 says i never heard of v nasty fuck her and whoever giving her the pass to say nigga i just saw of her video she fucking whack <laughs> eve says i had to look v nasty up because i have never heard of her i couldn't make it all the way through one youtube uh, uh video i saw her the only thing i saw i see in her future is a throat punch but when she drops the n-bomb around the wrong person i hope there are cameras there when it happens <laughs> oh she oh she never gonna be around those people like right like she gonna be sure that she those people she 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 never gonna be around those people yeah uh would you try steve harvey's bacon oh yes i already did player uh 64.65 percent of y'all said no uh basically 31 percent of y'all said yes and four percent of y'all said no said you already had so nobody left a review though hmm. <laughs> that's interesting uh we, we had uh episode 1104 the war on kwanzaa uh where we talked about a bunch of stuff the kazi show tamir Wright, sean king threatening to sue everybody a bunch of stuff um let's see our comments aj the engineer says 
hi Ryder karen this message relates to the star wars lapita discussion at the end of episode 1104 if you think this will be better on the nerd off don't worry about reading it on the feedback show um no we can read it we talked about it on the regular show mm-hmm. i had to pause episode 1104 to, and ask something i understand why lapita decided to be a cgi character in the star wars movie but you raise a good question why can there only be one black actor on the screen at a time i know it's oscar season so i've seen you and a few other podcasts posting screeners y'all are currently viewing i can't stand it every year at the oscars when hollywood pats itself on the back for being liberal as they ignore the fact that diverse cat movie casts are selling tickets like crazy mm-hmm. i'm still mad at some of these comments about denzel i guess i'm confused because i see the comics you karen nina chris sterling and others are reading and they have all types of brown characters but if that comic becomes a movie it's got a white cast what the hell so my question is have you all seen any major movie studios push hard to get more diversity in recent years? I apply Star Wars for having a diverse cast, but despite the ticket sales, I can see other movie studios playing it quote unquote safe and continuing to use majority white actors. Thanks and happy new year, AJ. Marvel, Marvel Studios. Yeah, which is Disney, basically. Right, right, which is Disney is actually one of the few people that I could see actively doing it. And the thing about Marvel, Marvel does a lot of its things and they, they, they might not publicly come out and tell people. Uh, so a lot of times people are criticizing them, which the criticism is valid, but at the same time, they're working because they want all the money. Uh, mm-hmm. but a lot of studios, you know, a lot of people, like the status quo particularly if the status quo is you and looks like you and looks like your daughter and your son and your family members and it's one of those things where not only do people need to demand marvel they need to demand some of these other major studios to do the same thing because they can but if they do a lot of times they give them a fraction of the budget that a lot of these other movies get Mm -hmm. and then a lot of times everybody acts which which fucking infuriates me everybody acts so goddamn shocked and surprised when the shit supersedes whatever whatever budget whatever tiny ass budget they gave it and then what makes me mad on top of that is it takes fucking 15 years before you get sequels to shit but yet you have other motherfuckers they make a movie and almost immediately you'll hear about the second one's coming out next year the second one's the next one's coming out in two to three years like like they immediately as soon as they find out it makes a profit it immediately gets uh uh another go like the best man holiday it took about 10 to 15 years between the first one and the second one it's probably gonna take another 10 to 15 years between the second and third it makes no fucking sense because that movie made all the money at that period of time right yeah that's the problem that i have the, it like, but like, you know what a lot of these people make these plans but when it's someone like disney and marvel one of the things i like about them is that they are making plans for two to three years out right and movies in between so you are gonna get stuff in between with these characters mm-hmm. and other characters in the universe and when they're eyeing diversity like the thing that disney and I, this is one of the reasons i for the record i'm not protective of disney and marvel mm-hmm. but i'm a little more understanding i'll put it that way right because they try and they have diversity initiatives they want a star wars movie starring a woman directed by a woman that like that's something that matters to me they want a black panther movie to be directed by a black director that matters to me Mm -hmm. you know as a nerd as a person of color those are the things i want i want authentic experiences i don't want it to just be um lip service to diversity right so I, I really do stand for them and I think it takes time. I don't think it's immediate. Mm-mm. I don't think it's going to be perfect. I don't think, I mean, there's going to always be something wrong with every product that you view, but there's something to be said for people that are trying it. So when I see people get 
hard on marvel i'm always a little skeptical because i'm like like when it comes to this topic so many people that get a pass are doing so much worse right right. you know when i'm looking at fox and stuff and i'm just like they're not even trying why are we why are we only concentrating on the people that are, are actually trying i don't think that we should stop concentrating and stop giving um you know stop putting the 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 pressure on the marvel in place but i think it should apply to a lot of places not just one studio but uh we'll see man i'm looking forward to all that stuff from disney and marvel right and the thing about uh marvel that i give them credit for and i think for some people uh if they read comics they understand but i think for some people they don't read comics and they just like hey i'm here only for the movies and i completely understand that but i think a lot of times not only is marvel becoming uh, more diverse in their movies marvels is becoming more diverse in their comics so a lot of times they will take their comics which will take a few years to build a storyline to build a plot to to you know a few years and then they will eventually make it into a movie and that takes time and it's just one of those things where um I, I guess, like you say, I'm more understanding because I, it's almost like I can kind of see where they're going versus with other people. You you don't get a motherfucking thing. You get nothing. And I know some of these comics that we read that are predominantly black and brown. I'm telling you right now, if they come and they whitewash this shit, I will be fucking outraged because I, you, why? Why do you take, like, rat queens? You better not come and make rat queens and whitewash the fuck out of it. Don't do that yeah i can't see the thing is also i personally don't have this experience of them whitewashing the stuff i'm currently reading because things have changed i think the last thing i really was pissed about whitewashing was uh avatar oh i was mad the last airbender that was that pissed me off and a director of color decided to do that which is even more just unbelievable to me right you you didn't and you were pronouncing the names wrong you you didn't even use asian characters yeah m like shamalamalamalam get the middle finger for that one yes you do sir no don't yeah yeah that was just i couldn't i was i really was watching watching the whole movie with my mouth open like why would he think any of this was a good idea and Mm-hmm. you know it was really sad to see him do that and that could have been a franchise that that was right. supposed to be like three or four movies guys and he, he he tanked it right out the gate yes he did and nothing else got made and 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 the the vitten the the last go mm-hmm. ahead oh yeah and the last airbender was like a nickelodeon like a one of the first uh not one of the first but american made anime that was actually done very very good one that was created here in america not in japan it was it's, it's a beautiful cartoon and same thing with uh cara the last airbender and it's one of those things where it's like you could have really went somewhere with that but because you you bullshitted over it and you whitewashed it, it it didn't go nowhere and i and i say that as a black person but it was all middle eastern uh asian influences on the last airbender right. and you know a man who's indian fucking was like nah like i could like i've i'm still i'm still i look back on it i'm still amazed that happened so mm-hmm. yeah i i don't think i've really had the experience yet um i think this michael fassbender movie uh assassin's creed we'll see how that works out because from my understanding if the character that he's playing when he goes into the virtual reality world is a brown person but then in real life he's a white dude you know we'll see how they handle that you know things i mean it's the tools are there for them to handle that well and for there not to be any problems right but we'll see if the movie's good and all that stuff because i remember when i saw prince of persia and fucking jake gyllenhaal was the main character and he was just like what the fuck who who thought this was a good idea (laughs) right 
sense like why didn't you just get a brown person like you know is in every game right you know? in every video game the, the whole st- series was brown but the stuff i'm reading now i don't think it's being whitewashed but that's because it hasn't been uh it hasn't been cast yet you know we'll see how it works i'm my my highest hopes is that it's just not gonna be whitewashed i think whitewashing is gonna die out a bit because greed runs everything and diversity mm-hmm. does sell yes it does and it slow as slow as studios are to realize it about some properties uh the smarter savvier studios and especially tv shows are already are on it especially tv shows and they're making and they're gonna make that money so we'll see when you say tv shows especially tv shows because tv shows like hey we got to keep people watching because at the end of the day you don't have to watch us so we will do everything we can to keep you dvring to keep you watching live and all this shit because you know we know that most people attention span when it comes to television shows ain't long and also not to get off the topic uh one of the things why i said a lot of pressure needs to be put on fox is because fox is notorious for taking a lot of their shows particularly a lot of their brown shows and fucking them around and uh screwing screwing up the 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 storylines or just fucking canceling them and then be like oh I, we didn't know nobody was watching it fuck you mm-hmm. uh all right uh back to the comments eve says i was definitely disappointed when i found out lupita was going to be playing a cgi character there haven't been any major women of color in the star wars series and that's always been disappointing while i appreciate that that's the other thing i really forgot to mention during that whole discussion for me as a nerd and as a man i it's easy for me to go well yeah i mean she wasn't a black woman on screen this movie what's the problem for black women this has now been seven movies come on now not one not one seven so it is different you know for me i've had mace windu i've had lando carissi and like they've had nothing on screen they've had no talking lines no characters no love interests no heroes no villains it's it's okay to admit like yo this is a thing black women want to see and they were a little let down that Lapita wasn't on the screen in the way that they would like to be seen on the screen. And Star Wars can easily rectify this next film or Rogue One or something. Mm-hmm. It's not like it doesn't have to be set in stone that people who have been marginalized should just be happy with anything and enough. Just take just take it. That's enough. <laughs> right. Just be glad we even thought about you. Yeah. Um well i appreciate that they had a few black females in the movie in the resistance and in the first order they were background characters i would have loved to have seen a black female fighter pilot that would have been kick ass it didn't take away my enjoyment of the movie because i've seen it twice and will probably see it again while it's still in theaters but i would have gotten my entire life to see someone who looks like me in a major role in a movie like star wars exactly I, this is something i'll keep telling people that defend this shit women are telling you i enjoy i love the movie black right. black women are like i love the movie i've seen it three times i love it right. it's great they're not saying they don't like it i still wish a black woman was in it on the screen as a black woman mm-hmm. both things can be true everybody mm-hmm. yes they can and and the thing is it's not shocking to black women because it's been going on their whole fucking lives right the same way it's not shocking to me when the nigga dies first in a horror movie i'm never shocked i'm like <laughs> well that's that's about what happens <laughs> you know if you want to shock me let him survive the whole movie then i'm like oh that's a twist ain't that the truth so so the credits roll and he's still breathing yeah 
uh i hope when the casting is done for the next movie this will be considered and those basement dwellers who claim they boycott the movie can just stay mad right they boycotting but still spending their money because the numbers show you still spending your money p.s i bet they watched the movie anyway oh yeah of they course. definitely watched it they watched it yes they they star wars broke break the numbers for the week the numbers for the day the numbers for the month the numbers for the year the numbers for everything if it's a record is is it, they, they own the own the way of breaking it yeah y'all spending y'all money mad yeah we see the tweets and the think pieces of course they watched it right uh here's the poll do you masturbate yes every day yes once or twice a week yes once a month yes but rare, very rarely no but yes i'm just ashamed to admit it <laughs> and no but for real no i never masturbate zero percent of our audience says no but like for real no i never masturbate uh 33 so y'all like that touching yourselves right so we got some freaks and i, and I like it <laughs> me this, too this is why y'all can listen i ain't mad at you um yeah, yes every day 33 percent of our audience every day getting up in them genitals good for you <laughs> good for you guys i know you ain't less stressed for real a lot of times you you don't cuss your co-workers and shit out or, or cuss sometimes cuss out your mate because you're relaxed yeah i mean remember um the poll i mean these the study was basically like yo this is this is good for your health 46 mm. percent say yes once or twice a week now in my opinion they probably were closer to every day but i wanted to give them a little leeway so they wouldn't feel bad yes once a month four percent all right i mean i guess if you can get around to it <laughs> you got it on your google plus calendar yes but very rarely 13 percent. so that's less than once a month 13 percent of our audience masturbates less than once a month and i wish i could have broke it down men versus women ah uh, and no but really yes i'm just ashamed to admit it four percent yeah that'd have been an interesting poll and classic ha of the coast of the podcast network says yes every day gotta get your reps in dog <laughs> hey man practice makes perfect is what i say uh we had episode 1105 where we had quita and monique um from the slacker society podcast mm-hmm. to discuss uh it was called episode uh, it was called ipo and uh, we talked about a bunch of stuff style nosh says i thoroughly enjoyed this festival of women and you too rod in the alderman davis voice shout out to good times monique and quita were wonderful additions monique's upbeat approach mixed with quita's deadpan quips gave me my life at work i've already added the slacker society podcast to my favorite playlist thanks rod and karen for always introducing us to other great podcasts yeah that yeah that, they're one of my favorite podcasts they are a lot of fun to listen to y'all oh and i guess i forgot to make a poll for this episode oh yeah you didn't make a poll my bad shit oh oh because you're looking for it it ain't there yeah I, I definitely forgot all right well next episode <laughs> uh the last episode 1106 chipotle truther uh we discussed the kazi show a hoverboard priest new twitter harassment rules much stuff um and uh the comments were we had two chuck 8503 says pill cosby is putting on a good show with that blind acting looking like stevie wanted to get an assistant to court i really was right he was just on tour doing comedy shows come on dog. now he now he just needs help until the 
the jail i can't Mm-mm. even see straight Mm-mm. he is an actor y'all i can't even see how to rape a woman i just oh my eyesight is so bad Mm-mm. i don't know what pills i'm putting in whose drinks i just i thought i put the pills in my drink and that they were vitamins i didn't know Mm-mm. they were gonna knock you out and i couldn't even see whose hand was i was forcing on my dick i don't know <laughs> am, I, am i grabbing my titties or just is that a couch i don't know i really wish the justice system wouldn't be broken because i really don't think that's a jury of his peers that the jury of his peers will indict him hope i'm not wrong but this is all this is with all people caping for him it's not looking good i agree his money and fame and shit has helped him escape justice for a long time i think that'll continue of course heroja shive says karen i loved you on the gas pod because uh, we were both on um uh gaming the then some podcast yes, and then karen you. was on there by herself at one point mm-hmm. so maybe uh you know heroja shop listen to either one of those and love nothing more than to hear you nerd out some more which brings me to my new resolution for 2016 to become a premium member to the show by february i don't need to eat that much food is so overrated and rod there is a chipotle conspiracy take out the big dog and the rest of the dominions will fall veggie grill just salad panera and any other health nut places that get in the way of having supersized fries fries and bacon on every meal mm-hmm. Heroja, no. mm-hmm. they out here trying to catch us slipping y'all don't fall for it the conspiracy is real you gotta you gotta fight through it or the terrorists win <laughs> who's on the side of terrorism not me not me either. not me i say not me but go I... eat chipotle people nope. enjoy it nope. eat it all up Mm-mm-mm. eat it up Mm-mm. enjoy it don't let them take away our freedom mm-hmm. y'all gonna end up dead they aren't flour tortillas they freedom tortillas oh, at least and we will eat them shitting on the toilet no thank you people shit on the toilet every day karen not, it's not, fine no. nobody's dying Mm-mm. people get a little sick Mm-mm. and that's all it takes to scare america fear is how they yes. passed the patriot act y'all yes i like my shits to, to, to function like they supposed to fear is how they keep us in chains Mm-mm. Mm-mm. that's Mm-mm. right it's a conspiracy Mm-mm. free bill Cosby. No, wait which no. conspiracy am i talking about wait a minute <laughs> Um, i'm sorry i'm the wrong conspiracy no i don't want to be running and my shit's running too no thank you mm-mm Ah uh, well, that's why you just stay home then. Yep. And, uh, eat the cereal that we have here, and I'll enjoy my Chipotle. You go right on ahead. You say that now. Did LeBron let you down with his comments on the Tamir Rice jury verdict? Yes, he should have said more. No, what he said was fine. I don't really care what he says. Three percent of y'all said yes, he should have said more. Fifty-eight percent of y'all said no, what he said was fine, and thirty-nine percent of y'all don't really care what he says. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh, by the way i don't think that's necessarily an insult no it's not if we're being honest for the most part i don't really care what lebron james says like if we're being 100 i only care what he agrees with me if we're being 100 other than that i don't really give a fuck he good at basketball i appreciate that dude giving back to his his his, uh community right i think i think he seems like a up like a dude that's really on the up and up good father good husband all that shit that you can just kind of guess and see from like his image and stuff i don't know him he could be doing whatever the fuck he wants to behind closed doors but the things i see about him i really respect the things he's chosen to talk about i think he has been informed that he said statements that if we're being honest really kind of middle of the road statements they're not these 
inflammatory bombastic statements which is not what he's paid to do anyway and but he's 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 letting people know that being black is part of you know being lebron james and for that much i respect and i appreciate his opinion but if we're being honest there's never ever ever been a time where something happened and i thought what's lebron gonna say about this come on now if i'm being honest with y'all some people do that but y'all already know how i get down i don't really worship at the pulpit of celebrity i don't really give a fuck like select like i don't know why i would ascribe to this idea that you're better than me and your opinion matters more than mine when i got a fucking opinion just the same as you i have a life Mm -hmm. experience the same as you because more people listen to your music or watch you play basketball your opinion is supposed to carry more weight than somebody else's i never really felt that way i know a lot of people do and maybe i'm unique in that but i've always felt like when i was a kid i felt that way like why the fuck would it matter that michael jordan said that bullshit he's michael jordan he's not he like he like to me he that's all he is is basketball dude who is a human being and can be wrong like every other person that being said um when i see people say they don't care about what he says i don't find it to be insulting but a lot of people probably will Mm mm-hmm just like if someone told me i don't care what you have to say about something for the most part it's not really insulting unless unless we like have some type of rapport okay i didn't ask you to you don't have to i give my opinion on here every day because i don't care what i don't really care what people think about it like i don't think there's any other way to be honest on a microphone if you're sitting around worried about how people will receive everything you say because right you're gonna you're gonna end up fucking up at some point yes you are you're gonna make somebody mad somebody yeah sometimes you have to get on here and say shit that you feel is true but probably is gonna piss some people off um and you can't be thinking about those people every moment of the show you just won't do well so all that to say if we're being if we're keeping in a buck i don't really care what lebron james says unless he agrees with me that's it you know what I mean? Like uh, with Kobe Bryant, sometimes Kobe say some crazy shit, and I just be like, mm, "Take it or leave it." I'm not really, right. I ain't got to jump in front of that bullet. But then if he says something, where I'm like, "That's reasonable. That makes sense to me." I completely and get down with that. Um, and I, I wish more people were like that because us trying to turn athletes into the new MLK and Malcolm X ain't gonna work. It just ain't. You know, people either believe and want to be those kind of things or they don't but you can't like sean king was using examples of muhammad ali and malcolm x those people weren't shamed into those acts those people believed in that shit with their whole hearts and decided to take a stand right you want to shame lebron james into giving up his livelihood that's not gonna happen it's such an unrealistic egotistical display to even think that that's a thing you can do maybe you can reach out to him maybe you can try to get him interested in something i understand that but at the end of the day if he decides not to hey that's his life move on it's time what can we do to raise awareness about it someone else will be perfectly willing to pick up the mantle which is one of the things i actually like about so much of the new uh new black freedom movement is how it is interchangeable and people are doing work on their own and people aren't waiting on someone to come give them the the the, the key and the tool to everything 
sometimes people gonna fuck up true sometimes people gonna just do shit you don't agree with now everybody's gonna do it the same way end of the day work is getting done and it's getting done by a lot of people and there's no one person to shoot you know which is a sad statement to make but that's how they tried to kill movements in the past just kill that one guy yeah that's why everybody wants a leader because with a quote-unquote leader you take that person out they feel like everybody will this will will uh, disperse and that's one reason that makes so many people so upset about the black lives matter because they don't have a quote-unquote target yeah they want to like because you know when you have one guy they just try to assassinate that person's character correct but one of the things i really feel confident about and i kind of like in a odd way i guess like is a weird word to use but that's the word i'm using i like that if something happened to sean king shit'll keep moving right if something happened to nana and deray god forbid shit'll keep moving mm-hmm. that's kind of better than well, what we gonna do now like that's you know what i mean like there's people that are about black freedom that don't like each other that's fine that's how it's always gonna be less people need to be concentrating on the code of personality and worry about what the fuck they want to stand for or not stand for and what are their bigger goals because you're not gonna like everybody you come across that's just how it is so anyway um the we had some comments kyle says no we didn't vote him in the office and he doesn't run the city i mean yeah that's the other thing i said this yesterday on balls deep but um how come nobody asking dan gilbert to stop cleveland cavaliers as a as a team from playing games because you said in your articles lebron james the most powerful man in cleveland no Mm-mm. somebody signs his checks come on now dan gilbert signs his checks we're not asking him to do shit why is it because he's white do we find that ridiculous that a white person would care about justice for tamir rice only lebron james should care we're not asking other players Mm-mm. just this one guy and then when he says i don't know enough about that to be talking about that shit in public people go oh well fuck him then he's uncle tom sellout coon blah 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 and you're like yeah dog um what if he's telling the truth right no like no one want to consider this Mm -mm. which is amazing to me because he's pretty much been a straight shooter about all this shit period but now we want to pull the oh this nigga line what if he doesn't know and he jumps out there and says some wrong shit Mm -hmm. we see this all the time and it discredits people's entire fucking like word after that how many times has charles barkley stepped in his fucking foot into his mouth where we're like yeah just don't listen to charles barkley because he's always running off half cock without knowing what the fuck he's talking about come on now ranting about remember when he talked about ferguson and saying motherfuckers had guns and was shooting the police and shit and you're like what the fuck what, you what are you that? watching what are you right. where are you getting this from dog come on now like if you're not plugged in just shut the fuck up it's completely fine to say shut the out I, I don't know i don't know is a perfectly acceptable answer some people are going to be mad at you for not knowing and you have to deal with that but that's way better than talking about shit you don't know about right you I, know? I, I don't know what happened to just saying i don't know i don't know and honestly he's not paid to know what about that Don't people understand like it just, right. it's not his job to completely stay on top of this so that's uh, to me like i said it's very unrealistic and we die at such a high rate even activists don't know every single solitary person's name and so, the details surrounding the, the what they right. happen and like for example remember when president obama spoke about skip gates and said the police acted stupidly 
president obama pretty much knew what was going on he said how he felt and he had like one or two details wrong and he had to have a beer summit people said he hated the police he still has a label as the most anti-police president of all time and people still bring that shit up like that's the consequences of being even slightly off if like if you don't know it's cool it's okay you don't know it's okay i sometimes i tap out i don't know everything Mm -hmm. jonathan farrell died here like two or three years ago and i didn't know a lot about that case me either it hit home like it was here you know what i mean so part of me was kind of like always a little checked out like yo this could be me but part but 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 the other thing is so many people were dying i just literally didn't have the mental catalog of jonathan farrell and the exact circumstances of his death come on by the time i found out about it guess what i talked about it on the show but i wasn't talking about it when it first happened because i didn't fucking know you know there's shit that happens all the time now where i'm like i could talk about this on the podcast because everybody else is talking about it or because it's the hot topic but i actually don't know my shit so i'm gonna run out here and say this and then next week i'm gonna be issuing retractions and talking about i i get my badge all i i said that she did this when she really did that and i don't if i don't know i don't know and i think more people need to take that approach yes they do because there are people that know and we need to be lifting those people up so they can speak on these things rather than trying to be this the center stage and be like i know everything i got it what happened like it's cool so i'm <laughs> i'm taking his word for it that being because i think he's earned the benefit of the doubt me too that being said i hope it i hope it's like kobe where kobe said he didn't know enough about trayvon martin for him to put on a hoodie and take a picture and people got in his shit called him all kinds of names two weeks later he's giving a speech uh in front of trayvon's parents and uh, to a charity foundation for kids and talking about and trying to inspire those kids and and get put you know make sure that everybody's on the right path and know and can accomplish their dreams and all this shit Mm -hmm. that was two weeks after he said he didn't know he went and found out and he tried to do something about it now it's not gonna bring trayvon back it's not putting on a hoodie it's not taking a picture it's not using a hashtag you know but i like the fact that he he did learn he mm-hmm. did care he didn't have to care he could have just mm-hmm. went i'm kobe i'm rich fuck y'all y'all got mad at me for not knowing <laughs> i'm rich fuck y'all but he did care you know he tweeted more about it afterwards trying to clarify but the point being i'm not just casting motherfuckers out because they didn't have the right answer at the right time when i wanted them to right you know we'll see we will see you know this shit hits close to home we'll see what he thinks about it and also it's in the middle of the season and shit like people don't care about any <laughs> just like drop what you're doing and tell mm-hmm. me what to think you know right while you sit and do what absolutely positively not the motherfucking thing you're not sacrificing you're not marching some of you don't even vote some of you aren't as educated as you expect him to be some of you aren't really sacrificing motherfucking things some well you, it's it's the curse know. of it's like the curse of blackness like you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't correct you know i mean i remember when people were caping for richard sherman and richard sherman was in here talking about some all lives matter bullshit last like two months ago mm-hmm. you know like the, these guys are just like you and i they're, they're just guys you know we need to stop trying to turn them into black leaders because they're black and sometimes have opinion about black shit so do you and so do i 
and so does everybody else it doesn't make us a spokesman it doesn't mm-hmm. make us an activist it doesn't mean we know all the shit you know a lot of the stuff that lebron has done has been kind of tailor-made to be a simple step for him so he doesn't have to give a long speech it's mm-hmm. just let me put on this shirt let me throw on this hoodie you know a lot of this stuff for him isn't necessarily the outspoken activism of a you know somebody like jesse williams but we keep trying to throw them in that box and i don't think we should be throwing people in that box even if we think as black people we're doing them a favor i just don't think i think it's a disservice and i think it's not really freedom no it's not and the thing is for me when it comes to activism there's several levels to it and everybody don't have to be full-fledged jumping with both feet you have some people that go well, I might not do that, but I give you my money. I might not do right. that, but I volunteer my time. I might not do that, but I pass out flyers. I might not do that, but I um, I, I, I know how to network on social media. Well, I a can lot Twitter, of people, Facebook. A lot of people don't consider the fact that some of these people are helping in the ways that they feel comfortable. Right. And it might be he's LeBron James helped building houses for families. He's ta- he's having kids go to school. He's paying for the Boys and Girl Club in Akron. Like, he's giving back in the ways that he feels comfortable giving back. And people are like, that ain't enough. You need to step up. And it's and it's not fair. It's really not mm-hmm. fair um, to do that shit to other people. Everybody's always on somebody else's pockets. But I don't see them missing no checks. You know, nobody going to work taking this stand, Come risking their livelihood. Nobody's doing it. Mm-mm. You know, it's just, it's just something that is easy to do. And a lot of it is steeped in the disrespect for what these guys do for a living. Right. Even black people. A lot of black people went to college and shit have a lot of disrespect towards athletic feats and athletic ventures and the fact that that's a career that you can respect just as much as you going to college and being a doctor. (laughs) Yes, you can. It takes just as many jump shots as it takes you to study those textbooks. It takes just as much time conditioning your body, eating the right things, Mm -hmm. making the right decisions on and off the court. And a lot of people do throw that in people's faces. You know what I mean? Where it's like, i i've decided you have enough money so therefore you should have to do what i tell you to do right and who are you to tell me what to do with my motherfucking money and i've always said i fuck with i fuck with people having a choice so i respect it more when a guy is making that natural decision on his own to be to step in like i respect jesse williams because he don't gotta do it nope i don't expect shit of people now maybe i'm just cynical but i don't expect shit of people so i have so much more tremendous respect for people who do step up but like if next week jesse williams says man i'm tired of this shit like real talk it's hurt everything my career is hurt my my personal life is like i have given the amount of energy i can give and i have to now retire from this activism stuff i'm gonna go do more whatever i'm gonna go write plays i wouldn't be like fuck jesse williams a lot of people would yes they would and that's the difference between me i don't have the you know i just don't have that that button in me to be like nah man you owe me you don't owe me it's cool man you know and that's why i fuck with the things that lebron has said because he didn't have to do those things Mm -mm. you know so i like i said a lot of people that are complaining and whatnot i don't even care if they were like you said they a lot of them aren't marching they aren't doing it i wouldn't even give a fuck if they were you know what I'm saying? Right. If they were doing all the shit they say they want LeBron to do, it's still your personal decision. Correct. And you can't force somebody else to do it. Mm-mm. And I'm telling you, 
the backlash if lebron james would have said some uninformed bullshit about tamir rice would have been so much worse than saying i don't know let me give some comments about how i feel about guns and shit like that and you know and then walk away let me just do that that's basically what he did but if he would have said something like well he had a gun i mean what was the police supposed to do y'all would eviscerate that motherfucker Mm -hmm. and you know you would oh he don't even know right he don't know so he that's what he should shut the fuck up about it go learn that's what he said and then you got mad because he did not know yeah i think a lot of people do that shit man so it we don't like we always say that shit because the assumption is they agree with us right but the second they don't you're gonna lose your shit yes you will so i'm i'm like yo let's not put so much stock into this shit because it maybe the best thing that happened is him going i don't know what happened let me leave it alone because i guarantee you the circles he runs in he's hearing different stories than necessarily what we're hearing right who knows what the fuck he's hearing about tamir rice you know who knows man i mean we i would like to think that he's hearing some in-depth really you know well-researched uh never know i don't know i legit don't know what he's hearing and if motherfuckers are going around being like uh well little motherfucker had a gun because i've seen people say shit like that Mm -hmm. like i've been at the gym where people just said stuff like haphazardly like that oh well he was wearing a hoodie it was at night i mean the guy was just a neighborhood watchman you can't be taking that kind of information and just running up on tv Mm-mm. you know so i don't know man i give him a you know i give him a lot of um props because i think it takes a lot to to actually say you don't know and to not try to have a hot take and uh hopefully man you know because he seems to be a guy that cares about his community that cares about black people hopefully uh either he'll be educated on it and speak about it later or he'll be educated and continue to to make the moves that he's making um and give back to his community and all that stuff hopefully you know i don't i don't think he owes it to me because i think he because he's good at basketball i don't think he owes me shit Mm -mm. um because let's be honest i wouldn't give a fuck about lebron james if he was terrible and none of y'all would either like we ain't never gonna have this conversation about smush parker i'm sorry smush if you're listening but we never gonna have this conversation about somebody that we don't deem a star anywhere so like i said i remember like i said i remember when the jonathan farrell thing happened i remember being like that sounds fucked up that happened here i need to read more before i can just go talk about it mm-hmm. you know like i remember that there were two grand juries i didn't know that when i like i i, I just no, i didn't the, know that yeah when i the first time i heard about it was the second grand jury when the dude too. got um with a cop got um indicted but the first time i heard about it was you know like i mean but that was the first time i heard about it this apparently there were two grand juries and one was like you know like a hung um, or whatever yeah. and he got off of that shit like you know i i get it you know and I, there was also this other subtle thing that i don't really know how to express it yet but i'll try to bring it up a little bit is you ever notice they don't ask these dudes about like rakia boyd or sandra bland yeah because they're black women they're black women and, they, and, and, and when it comes to to um let's just keep this real and then maybe this is just my opinion and i'm just gonna keep this real when it comes to black death it's all about black men that's just that's that's what it is it's all about black men and 
it's sad because black women die at actually a higher rate when you add in death by cops plus death by black men mm-hmm. we actually die at a higher rate and when you start talking about that shit black men don't want to hear that because a lot of times most of them are perpetrators of these crimes mm-hmm. so they don't want you to say hey dog black women kind of got it worse we get shot by the cops just like you but at the same time we also die by the hands of you too and it's one of those things when it comes to it most people think black on black crime they never consider women (laughs) when they think of black people dying they never consider women Mm -hmm. when black people die if it's a black man it's up and down my timeline i can't get enough of it i'm constantly pictures i constantly photos i particularly black men they're outraged they're upset they go on for days weeks months years you hear them cussing folks out you hear them blocking unfriending all that shit all up and down my timeline but also black women are as angry as you are and sometimes matter than you are and sometimes care more than a lot of black men do because a lot of the organization that goes behind it, a lot of the marching a lot of the protests and stuff a lot of times the work a lot of a lot of the work is done by black women not to say black men don't but a lot of the face that marches a lot of time is done by black women because we care we care and black men care too but the thing is, when it's reverse, when it's time to actually say, all right, guys, this death is not yours. This death actually affects a woman. A lot of men have a lot of misogyny and they have a lot of misogynistic views. Yeah. And it's a lot of sexism that comes into this. And when it comes to oh, black women, you don't have the empathy and you don't have the sympathy and you don't have the compassion for these women. So a lot of times when you ask these men, they just expect you just to not know. Well, what I was going to say is in this, in these situations, the topics are being brought to LeBron. Right. They're not even asking about these people. Nope. It's just kind of interesting. Like I say, it was just something I noticed. It was just, damn, they don't even, they don't even ask nope but because it, that's I'm funny that that this uh, that's just it's sad but that's just how it goes because even you know even when they if even if they ask black women guess what they don't ask them about other black women yeah well i was gonna say also another reason this is bullshit is we don't pull this with anybody else like is anybody asking the women's soccer team to not play until bill Cosby is get till we get justice because we think that's fucking ridiculous do we, do we go over to um you know um down to Tarasi and be like hey can you not suit up anymore because you know bill Kazi out here and until he until we get him to go to jail you're the only one that's got the power to do it marginalized person you know what i mean and you made enough money for a woman i mean we've decided that that's enough we've decided that that's enough yeah like there's some little there's some also some subtle low-key racism and it's coming from not just white people but black people too mm-hmm. But this idea that people that pursue athletic endeavors somehow have enough money because you decided that. Yeah. Who who decides who has enough money? Right. You don't LeBron know. James' goal might be, I want to be the fucking next Bill Gates. I don't know. He might want to have enough money for his family, family, family to have money. He right. might want to have enough money because he's not done giving back to his Akron he might want to have enough money to fucking make the next iphone i don't know what his goals are in life he's i know he's an actor he's written he uh stuff he's like 
he he's a spokesperson and he's an athlete i saw a lot of white people and some black people talking about he got enough money he'll be taken care of he'll be fine who the fuck are you to say because we definitely don't pull that shit with white people we just don't we don't go kevin love has enough money why does he just give some back or or not want anymore Mm -mm. we don't say that about owners right the owners who are all white except for um michael jordan we never say you know what dan gilbert's made enough money why doesn't he just give it back to the community make the team boycott folks you know we don't do that like i was this dude uh no k-n-o on twitter he's blocked me by now but we had an exchange um because uh greg howard wrote this article where he said um lebron james doesn't owe you shit and i love it it's perfect uh you know i fuck with greg howard anyway but that was uh i could not have summed it up better myself and i retweeted it and said this is good work by at greg howard and somebody else retweeted it and i think it was angry black lady so this dude no kno who apparently is part of the cunning linguist uh a white dude um he goes on on twitter and responds to my tweet and asks everybody in and he's like well uh this is nothing but hero worship and this is a bullshit article and he does owe it to people and i said hold up is a white dude telling black people how to black is that what's happening right now right like i barely tolerate it from other black people when they say so-and-so owes it to everybody to do whatever i want them to do i barely tolerate it then fuck's sake if i'm tolerating it for some white dude telling black people what the fuck they need to do you don't know lebron james you bought some sneakers good for fucking you that's it you don't get to tell lebron james what he's supposed to do the actual activist that started the hashtag or whatever hit me up too and he's a black dude and he was like well brother i think it's this and i said i disagree he said well that's still right thank you and i said you welcome and that was the only interaction we had because he at least he didn't have an entitlement about it and he understands i could be black and disagree with his assertion that lebron james would change the fucking face of the world by sitting out some games i don't think that'll happen they let muhammad ali black ass ride in jail they ain't stopped that vietnam war like that they didn't go well it's because of muhammad ali we got to stop fighting guys he's mad so so i so this dude kno or whatever i end up having a um like he tried to pull this like it's just a sports article and what does my privilege have to do with this the fact the fact that you think what greg howard wrote about lebron james blackness and the death of tamir rice is just sports that's privilege that you can even think of it that way i don't have the luxury to think of it that way it's life or death for me mm-hmm. so they even try to frame it as like yeah it's just i mean i just people just wake up like this and i said dude you came in my page and now you're gonna get it he's like and so um i you know and i went and listened to some of his music on spotify um i've never been a cunning linguist fan anyway i'm sure some of you guys are i don't think they're that good um but i went and listened to his newest music you know how many uh songs he had about black lives matter any victim of police violence 
zero mm-hmm. zero so you got some shit for lebron james the person that lives a black ass experience that has two sons around tamir rice's age that's spoken about that to have to sit out games so you can feel comfortable with him as a white man but your white ass who is participating and making money off of black culture and hip-hop ain't putting no skin in the game yo fuck you fuck you like that shit that shit pissed me off so bad like if i saw him i would punch him in his throat dog that's how fucked up that was like you like and he tried to pull the like and he ended up blocking me i was like good because i like first i was gonna block him but then i actually was like i want you to block me because your shit was so stupid and it pissed me off so bad i'm not gonna be done with you until you're until you're fucking ready to leave so yeah that was just so fucking stupid man arrogant ass entitled motherfucker so no nobody gets to tell lebron james how to be black nobody gets to tell him what he has to care about and yes you can be disappointed that he doesn't care i'm or he doesn't know because i keep saying doesn't care but those are sean king's words he never said he didn't care no he didn't said he didn't know and he's obviously talked about in the past so obviously he does care so y'all can save all the hero worship shit for the people that actually do think that he owes it to society and him sitting out a game would change the world because those are the people that are hero worshiping i personally know that white supremacy systemic violence is way more entrenched than a fucking basketball game so that ain't gonna solve it (laughs) i'm sorry but it don't matter if lebron lebron can sit out from here for the rest of his life and they're gonna kill niggas every day yes sir so anyway all right um so kyle says why oh yeah no we didn't vote him in the office and he doesn't run the city i mean the protesters in cleveland are trying to get prosecutor tim mcginney out of here so why are we focusing on lebron again in 2016 time it's time to stop uh expecting black people to stop racism that's another thing why you always expect the marginalized people to stop the racism right the people that are the victims lebron ain't shooting no kids and it's not like the cops listening ever give a fuck you remember what happened to those uh players for st louis like they drugged them through the ringer just for speaking out about um you know the, or was it cleveland i think it might even be cleveland like those nfl players and them cops was like fuck them niggas how dare they we protect them every game they, the fucking um what do you call the police union the retired whatever anyway one of the police union things is like basically like fuck them niggas man we protect them every week and this is what they say you're like yeah man they don't care they just want to kill niggas and not ever ever hear about it right um and the fucking and the justice system don't seem to care either and i don't think not playing a game is gonna be like the da is not sitting at home like lebron didn't play well i better get to work uh kyle says black people have to stop shitting on each other every time something racist happens i agree kj dollar says i'm glad he said nothing instead of saying the wrong thing and sounding foolish lebron has not shied away from speaking on issues like this so when he decides to i'm sure he will and even if he doesn't it's not an obligation to see to it's not an obligation to he is a basketball player not a politician yeah what if that, what if he would have been like look i don't know much about the case what i want to say is cops lives matter too Woo! <laughs> yeah people lost their motherfucking minds Woo! twitter would have like everybody at would have blown up in their phone literally like boom oh shit what happened <laughs> oh my right. phone on fire so i i prefer a, a, i don't know 
yeah if you uh, i hey i don't know enough to be talking about this shit at least you being honest you be mad at me for telling the truth yes for turn the order of police thank you shot yeah yeah that nigga would have been like <laughs> i don't know all lives matter to me Woo! oh boy <laughs> oh man mm, niggas would have been burning lebron's anyway you've been able to go on ebay and get a pair of lebron's for like two dollars <laughs> <laughs> get a brand new jersey for a 50 cent <laughs> he was out <laughs> and you know what i would go buy that shit too seem like it seem like he shouldn't have had a gun to me oh, oh fuck it oh. out fuck it i'll take 50 dollars and rag up what Woo. don't think i won't be out there buying that shit oh man <laughs> they was saying tamir rice people like who that glenn rice son <laughs> mm, y'all would have been so hot <laughs> don't pretend like you wouldn't have been either correct we, i would have been hot i would be like nigga why didn't you just say you didn't know we always say that after the fact why didn't you just say you don't know and shut the fuck up then when they say why don't you know <laughs> can't win oh you can't win man oh we had one voicemail <laughs> yo right yo karen this is your boy throw in the a um, Rod, I greatly appreciate the fact that you actually say what I always think, but I really can't just put in the words. And I greatly appreciate that, man. I'm really trying to figure out when the winners going to flip up and just be like on the gay Jew money <laughs> and just act like everything is just different now. <laughs> but uh, your, your opinions are pretty pretty spot on and progressive, you know. I think people really don't, people really take that for granted these days, whereas you say, hey, I'm black, you're black. Um, do we think, let's think about human rights the same way. No, I don't think of it that way. What? <laughs> but I'm rambling. But I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you, Ryan, Karen. Y'all have a good one. Oh, man. Thanks, Thank Drew. Uh, and the phone lines are open, 704-557-0186. That's 704-557-0186. Uh, and then we have some emails, and then we got to get out of here by 3 so we can be on Chris's show today, uh, the movie trailer reviews podcast that you guys can catch us on um, Spreecast also. Um, huge favor for the children. This is our girl, Miss Crisable. Hi, Rod. I know you enjoyed your Christmas with our, with our wife and other family members i've been super low-key past few months don't don't even complain about it stuff or nothing haven't even tried to convert you in a long 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 time side note first up to getting saved is getting into the christmas spirit next up getting the easter suit and going to easter sunday service Mm-hmm. master plan working <laughs> being a part of your conversion team means eight million three hundred sixty five four hundred twenty seven heaven points just joking unless you're gonna do it just joking <laughs> <laughs> oh we got a call uh hey you're on with the blackout tips going on hey this is olivia calling from chicago how's it going oh baby how you doing oh my god you guys why is there so much ignorance oh i don't know it it feels like it's everywhere it's it's everywhere yeah it's just so much yeah thank you so much for keeping me sane over the holidays uh well i mean i'm not gonna put that on you i'm not sane (laughs) But thank you for keeping me happy. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoy it, man. I, I was looking at my uh, podcast app on my iPhone, 
and i was just like oh man nobody's putting out shows so yeah i was like you guys are the greatest the greatest of all time man (laughs) content all the time it's crazy it's amazing (laughs) yeah i was like i was looking at everybody taking a break but it was like uh what day christmas because it was funny it was like what day christmas and new year's follow friday okay we can just do the regular shows then and so that's how we decided most most people don't see in that an opportunity to keep working (laughs) right right. (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) (laughs) most people most people have really taken the last three weeks completely off mentally even if they're there in their body (laughs) i know we should that would have sucked though if we were doing a podcast like that like hey uh, something happened like someone got (laughs) shot or something i don't know uh (laughs) Well, you know it doesn't work to just say you don't have the information. <laughs> right. Yeah, I definitely can't. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Some stuff with some gay people. Cosby? Ah, anyway. I don't know. Some happened. We'll be back next week. Uh... <laughs> I'll tell you, because this stuff goes state to state, uh, you know, like, I try. I really try to keep up with um, with all of the shootings because I keep – I try to be the buffer for my family because I know it hits me different than right. it hits um, black people. So, like, I try to be aware of it so that if my wife ever asks me, then I can tell her and she doesn't have to go through Twitter, watch the videos, try to, try to like filter it for herself. Cause it's just too much. Yeah. So yes. Definitely. like, I know it's hard for me. I don't know how much harder it is for her. Cause I've never been her, but it's gotta be worse. So, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, man. I know, I know that. So like, I'm not a big into uh trigger warnings and stuff. I'm not saying that I don't have, I don't have some like big stance against them or anything, but like, I don't really care one way or the other. But I know people were like got into a huge thing with um Sean King because he wasn't putting trigger warnings on these videos and people were like, I'm just seeing this death over and over and over again and it's making me just kind of tap out. And right. so so I think it's a you know, it's definitely a real thing where you just get exhausted. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you can filter it through somebody else or something, sometimes it is better, you know, just to because you don't have to see it because it you know, it sucks to watch sometimes. Yeah, I try to. And in any case, like, um, you know, I, I did white collar criminal defense. So I've done some criminal work. I've done mostly civil litigation. I've done um, a Section 1983 lawsuit against the city of Chicago for police brutality. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not the person who does this for a living all the time, but I'm more knowledgeable than the average lawyer might be about how these things go, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. And even then, I don't I have to check. Like, I, t- I did an experiment on Twitter, and I go, okay, so John Crawford, who was killed in Ohio in a Walmart, you know, when he was trying to pick, when he picked up a gun that they sell there, a mm-hmm. toy gun. I go, okay, so let me test myself right now without Googling. Was the officer not indicted? Was he acquitted? Mm. Was there a prosecutor? Was there a grand jury? How did that go? What was the procedure for that? It feels like it was about a year ago. What happened? Right. I can't remember. Right. Because it's so, to, it's so many. It. I couldn't remember. And it's so many and like, you know, some of this stuff, especially if you're not a legal person, you don't even, I don't even know all the rules. Right. You know what I, don't I mean? Know like the language used. I remember when I heard the, um, the, when, uh, the officer here got, got, uh, had the hung jury for the first time for the indictment for Jonathan Farrell. I thought that was it. I was like, well, he got off. Here we go with the bullshit. And then. Well, that's the thing. I mean, even then, like a grand jury, you can't have a hung grand jury. Like, a hung jury is actually something that results in a mistrial, and then a prosecutor can choose to bring something or not. If a grand jury doesn't indict, the prosecutor can change the charges and seek a new indictment, which sounds like what happened. But again, I don't know. I haven't even looked at it, and I know who you're talking about. I know that. I remember, but I can't remember the details. I I saw a number, and I don't know the exact number, but I saw a number today that was like, 
basically 1100 black people have been killed by and it might have just been black men but i'm not 100 percent sure i just know 1100 just last year it's no way it's no way you can know all that shit nope it's just no way and the and state to state is different because some states have um the option to use a grand jury to decide whether you indict and some states don't have the option to use a grand jury the prosecutor just decides California mm. just changed it, so now there's no grand jury specifically in cop cases. I mean, oh. it's, it's impossible to know just because of the, of the civil and criminal procedure aspect. Right. I don't know which state has what, you know? Right. So, yeah, you like, start... Ray Sonny asked me a question. Ray Sonny asked me a question about um, the man who killed, the, the cop who killed the man in the stairwell in New York. Remember? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Akai Gurley is the man who was dead, and Officer Peter Liang is the man who killed him. Mm-hmm. Now, Officer Peter Liang has been indicted. He will face charges. His charges are manslaughter, but what I said they were was criminal negligence and recklessness. Mm. Because criminal negligence is the thing that in Baltimore they said no one could ever be held guilty for, or found guilty for criminal negligence. This is crazy. These cops can't possibly do this. It's not even a thing. Well, yes, it is. Mm. Number one. Number two, she goes, I said criminal recklessness. She says, how is criminal recklessness that causes death different from manslaughter? I said, it's literally a semantic difference. Some states charge recklessness and some states charge manslaughter and some states have both charges and no one's really sure why because they, they describe the exact same thing. Mm. Mm. How are you supposed to know as a right. non-lawyer? Right. And especially off the cuff, someone just hits you with, so there was a non-indictment of Tamir Rice. Now you got to... Yeah, that's all I hear what, is non-indictment. What's, what's, your, what's, your, what's your hot take about <laughs> right. this? Right. I don't know nope. everything about that, so I'm not gonna just have, I don't have a, a hot take. You know, like, I, it was kind of odd to see people turn on somebody for doing something that I find to be very mature, which is saying, uh, very tough to do, honestly, is saying, I actually don't know. Like, well, as you, know, you pointed out many times, LeBron James is really too mature for the world in which he operates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, he's already proven to do some shit that I would never do, like go back to Cleveland. So, like, that, way, that motherfucker way is really, me. Way yeah, better than me. Really, like, that was some uh, Serena going back to that one. Right. Uh, Indian Wells. Yeah, Indian Wells. like, that was that's some next level, like, where I, like, I feel like I'm a very patient person, and I have to go okay there's another level of patience out there that i'm never gonna be on <laughs> like, For me, if i were serena i would do everything i could to get indian wells taken off of the list of tournaments i would kill that tournament if I were yeah on. i would do stuff like not play but buy first row seats and like <laughs> just snacks. just to, just to let them know i had the time i just would, didn't want to play for drink soda snack on popcorn yeah but i would host a giant charity exposition in the nearest t- tennis court to indian wells Yes. And take all the media attention and everything else away from me. <laughs> right. I would be just practicing. Yeah, Serena's down oh, yeah. here. Serena's down here playing at the YMCA, y'all. Like I'll for, be in for there free. In a bikini, yeah. shopping in the mall, like right. half naked, just stunting on people. And so that there was no cameras at India Wells, and they lost so much money they had to shut it down. Yes. <laughs> this is why I can't be trusted with that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm too petty for that shit. Uh, well, thank, thank you for calling olivia also thank you for the car we yes. were gonna get into the cars at the end but we appreciate your uh lovely holiday card yes we do oh i appreciate yours as well thank you so much and um i'm glad you guys had a happy happy holiday and harambe if that's something you harambe that's right <laughs> that's right and um yeah don't put all of our personal information that we put on that card out to the public thank we you. definitely would not <laughs> all right you have a good one all right have a good one bye peace <laughs>
um so uh chris miss christopher says please daddy don't block me after she said she was gonna try to turn me back into a christian <laughs> but look at me getting off sidetracked as per usual anywho i need a super duper 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 big favor from you my middle niece maya heard about your disdain for the homeless in the, homeless in charlotte and is trying to make boss moves to accommodate you and the missus but no seriously she's raising money to build tiny houses in charlotte not for hipsters but for the homeless although they both have a similar look and smell she's been on (laughs) she's been on the news and everything um she said here's a clip so um she's in charlotte last winter there were thousands of homeless people in north carolina who didn't have any warm places to sleep but a charlotte high school student had an idea that she hopes will put roofs over their heads and eventually help reduce homelessness time warner cable news reporter eugene cho has the story Hold it's on. a new partnership. Hold on, we're getting a call. Hold on. Yo, you're on with the blackout tips. Hi, Rod and Karen. This is Kara. I just wanted to call in and say how much I love you guys. Oh, hey, hey Kara. Hey, How you doing? I'm good. I'm really nervous. Oh, don't <laughs> um, oh, don't but, be. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say I saw some of the posts you put up from yet another Cosby supporter, and I don't know how you guys endure all that. Um, I'll, cannot- t- I'll tell you the secret. For Karen, it's she don't see any of that shit. For me, right? Uh, I, to me, it's not really a hard thing to endure because um, we do have so many sane people that, oh, that kind of listen to the show and honestly the facebook group and like my face and like my facebook page and like twitter and stuff has been a really good outlet for when that stuff happens because mm-hmm. i used to just like that stuff would happen and then i would be like try to handle it behind closed doors and leave it alone or whatever but uh ironically when i started getting harassed by like bernie sanders people is when i realized i should <laughs> i shouldn't be Sorry. the one to have to like sit back and take it and then let people just say whatever they want to me and just hope they go away until they feel like they've got it all out their system that's that's not that's not right and i don't believe in that so uh now i'll fight back i'll say whatever i have to say and then i'll share it with the world because i'm just like look at the crazy shit people do sometimes Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah is there a part of you that feels like you idiot i'm trying to help you if you would just listen like as you're writing to them because it goes on for so long sometimes you know what a lot of it is is i don't even expect them to listen but i think maybe um other people who are kind of um uh, people that agree with me who Uh often stay silent or don't um publicly talk about these things um mm-hmm. i hope that they'll see it and be like there's nothing to be a scared be afraid of yeah. like you know that it's okay to be like this person said something stupid on my facebook page or in my life or wherever and i was like that's stupid <laughs> this is why it's stupid and you should either leave me alone mm-hmm. or you know we're like we cannot be cool if you act this way and yeah. i think we should do that more because i'm tired of it going the other way where people are like what you're gay now we can't be friends like <laughs> when did we decide that that guy's right and and me doing the opposite is wrong yeah oh one more thing that i wanted to say i won't take up much of your time but no like problem. thanks for indulging me as a bernie stand in a facebook group i really appreciate it 
not car you're you're definitely my favorite bernie sanders stands mine too all the ones that stayed you know um so you know no no offense to the rest of y'all if there's any (laughs) other ones that stayed but you're definitely one of my favorites man Mm -hmm. so um thank you you guys have a happy new year and i love you both same to you back at you baby bye peace all right so So, back to this article yeah with an ambitious goal. It's a great opportunity to bring to the conversation what tiny houses can do for affordable housing. And this idea came from a 16-year-old. Just when I'm driving around and I see people with the signs asking for money, I noticed that there was a problem then. And then when I went to Columbia in the past summer, living with my host family who only had two rooms with five people in the house, I also noticed that housing is a huge problem. Maya Hopgood is a junior at West Charlotte High School, and she wants to use a popular housing trend to provide homes for the homeless. When I thought about homelessness and tiny houses, it sort of clicked on how they could be a solution for it and how they're easy to make, easy to sustain, and, of course, money issues, and you don't have to pay mortgages and stuff like that. One mm. night last winter, the North Carolina Coalition to End Homelessness counted more than 5,600 people sleeping in a shelter and more than wow. 2,400 sleeping outside. Maya Damn. believes tiny homes like this could help bring that number down to zero. So she's raising money, hoping to build a functioning home by next July and donate it to Habitat Charlotte. When we can stabilize a family, or an individual in a home of their own, it gives them the opportunity to, not only for security, but growth, just to feel like they're part of the community. An affordable housing option so no one will be left out in the cold next winter. In Charlotte, Eugene Show, Time Warner Cable News. Cool. And we posted a link wow. to Mayo's GoFundMe page on our website. Just log on to TWCnews.com to learn more from a 16 year old black girls are magic yes they are sweetie um she says i really appreciate you use your platform to promote the local magical black girl my niece. if you can play the clip on guess the race ha <laughs> that would have been <laughs> fucked up or in the general news section <clears throat> yeah we couldn't i want to play it on guess the race because um i didn't need nobody calling your your your, your niece names Mm-mm. um and um you know and in the general news section i didn't want to like force it in but i felt like you know we talked about on a feedback show that'd be cool because um you know those are th- these are like a lot of people that listen to the show really care about each other and stuff and mm-hmm. i you know and i think it's dope what your niece is doing uh she says uh either way it's your choice uh she said i can read it on the feedback show uh i would love you and karen for life here is her gofundme page two of you interested god bless you see what i did there don't beat me hugs and kisses miss crystal <laughs> i have never beat any woman i don't know i got beat up by a woman well not a woman a girl when i was like fourth Younger. grade yeah and my my cousin didn't help me because it was his girlfriend oh yeah you just let her beat me up y'all ain't that some bullshit uh i will link to the gofundme on the um on the episode by the way mm-hmm. so that way we can um you know that way we people if people want to contribute they can do it there you know mm-hmm. uh we also got this email from michelle who says hi, hi oh broken earbuds is the name of it hi rod i heard your tweaked audio ad on show 1104 unfortunately the company does not always offer a free replacement for broken earbuds they replaced the first pair that i purchased with code tvgwt but when the second pair broke they offered me a discount on a new pair no free replacement 
i too read read ad copy for a living it's frustrating when there's a disconnect between our marketing team sponsors and on their talent my listeners trust me to be honest with them so i appreciate it when someone calls to let me know when the copy is untrue your show is the best can't believe you made me laugh at an old fellow following down shaking my head uh lucy in the chat room uh uh well yeah um and then she has a picture i guess if this one got stretched or something like pulled the cord pulled out and they said uh when that happens um they think that's that's normally because something got snagged when the cord is coming out of splitter and that's not covered by their warranty and so guys if that happens it's not covered by warranty but they did offer her a replacement set for 50 percent off which is still also crazy how i don't know how they stay deal yeah i don't know how they stay in business it doesn't make sense are the headphones are they still in the headphones right that's like here's 50 percent off yeah it's like here's half off at any rate um you know yeah if that's something that happens man um you know that thank you for letting us know because you know we definitely want to inform the audience of that uh and uh make sure that we uh get the copyright because i didn't know that wasn't covered in the warranty of course i've never had we've never had that issue with our headphones no not that particular issue so if you guys strip them out of the cord they might not they might not replace them for free they might give you half off because they don't know how to do business i don't know what's going on guys uh nigga and privilege this from charles he says peace riding karen i wanted to write in about the incident that happened in the facebook group with the woman who refused to stop using nigga i had a similar interaction on twitter with a longtime follower white woman who said that it's fine for her to use the word when singing aloud to music even in the company of black people to me it's triggering when i hear the word leave white lips her logic was that people in her life never stopped her even after multiple black people saw her tweet um said they would feel uncomfortable with her using it in their presence she had a very entitled attitude to all of us voicing our opinion on it and got mad when i followed her and went right into victim mode just another reminder that even the most well-meaning non-black people have difficulty acknowledging their privilege when they are challenged directly anyways love your show keep doing what y'all do love you guys charles yeah you want to know what her mistake was taking that shit outside the car because honestly if the people in her life don't have a problem with it that should stay between y'all why are you telling the rest of the world like hey guys i got a nigger pass over here uh that don't mean nothing to me <laughs> it's not like a coupon you can just cash in even if you feel like it like just let it okay somebody there you know a black person that don't got a problem with it cool there's some black people that do mm. it ain't difficult to understand right uh we got another call coming in yo you're on with the black guy with tips hey rod hey karen it's leslie mack how are you what's going on Good. leslie how you doing I'm doing good. How was your New Year festivities? I saw you guys got to spend the day with your niece yesterday. That's awesome. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. It was dope, man. Um, I, I, I didn't get to see my niece. My, my Karen went down there to get her hair done. My mom does her hair, mm-hmm. and she took a picture. She's already wearing the shirt that I got her for Christmas. Raven, which puts me in the Uncle of the Year category. Yes, you are. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's right. we getting ready to have a, a nephew soon yeah sebastian and and that's the thing you know when um you get some whack-ass gifts you know the kids will be like oh yeah uh, thank you so much for this gift but then they go put it up somewhere and they get dust on it and mm-hmm. never see it again she was wearing <laughs> that shirt proudly and looked at her grandma crazy when her grandma was like uh who is that she was like grandma you don't watch teen titans go mm-hmm. 
That's right. <laughs> that is too cute. She was so cute in her shirt. I actually was calling. I know you guys finished talking about the whole LeBron thing, but I know we talked about this on Twitter, Rod, mm-hmm. which was my irritation at the lack of, um, I guess I should say, agency mm-hmm. supplied to the family of Tamir Rice in the midst of all of this. No LeBron, no whatever. I don't even remember the hashtag, yeah. whatever the hashtag was. Um, and it really upset me for a number of reasons. One is because, you know, as organizers and activists, like it's hard to not make the work that we do about ourselves. But in reality, our jobs are to lift up the voices and needs of those di- most directly affected by each of these incidents and by supremacy in general. So mm-hmm. for me, um, knowing that all of these calls to LeBron didn't come from this family, didn't even come from people local to Cleveland, mm-hmm. um, yeah. was really was really upsetting to me because um, on the flip side of this, let's say that Tamir's family um, did want to reach out to LeBron and did want to contact him. You know, what position does all of this activity do to, to help them in that endeavor. It, right. it actually takes away agency from them to be able to to do that in a different way because now LeBron's, you know, rightfully, um, you know, I would put walls up my damn self, just like, well, this didn't go well, so why would I engage um, mm-hmm. directly with these folks? And, and it just really upset me um, well, that deeply was, to see that. That was the other, and, and I hope, like, the most cynical possibility i guess of all this shit and it's and it's kind of it would be i guess the worst result is if he just got like burned out where he's like oh okay this will never end like it's never gonna be enough whatever i do so let me bow out now and just start saying i don't know anything about this stuff because you know i don't i basically know that there's gonna always be somebody who's like whatever you did is not enough until i I give up my livelihood and uh i hope that's not the case you know um yeah i just hope that's not the case i don't have any reason to assume that's the case but to me that was like the worst thing i could think of at the time was just like what if he just was like oops okay i stepped on it too far I'm gonna just leave this alone now and walk away. You know, I hope that's not the case though. And I don't think it, I don't think it'll be the case because he seems like a person that cares and it's hard to care and, and walk away at the same time. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Definitely difficult. And also just the fact that there were, you know, questions, there were demands, there were things that the family was asking for support of and to see folks jump on this because it was sexier it was cuter it Mm. was more high profile just just i always am at this place of trying to consistently recenter the things that i decide to you know to amplify and make sure that it's coming directly from the people most affected and it's easy to get lost in the you know the trending topics and all of that other stuff and it's not not a vilification it's just something that we all need to be cognizant of and really think about when we see those things happening and knowing that um, i know samaria was actually on mhp today um she's pissed i mean she's a very obviously you know she's she's upset but she's an incredibly intelligent focused determined and strategic woman and she has lots of other folks that are just like that around her and so this assumption that these families are unable um to speak for themselves to have agency to decide what should be done in pursuit of um justice for their families is 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 rooted in anti-blackness and and right. oftentimes especially we see this when there's a woman that's at the head of these families you know nobody did this shit to ron davis just right. saying right. nobody did this shit to mike brown senior just right. saying but here comes samaria she's a single mom that's raising her children still children who were traumatized by this incident tamir's 
sister was traumatized by this incident, had Come to watch now. her brother die and was assaulted by police and nobody even fucking talks about that shit. Mm-hmm. So to me, um, there's a lot of complex things that come into play when I see these things happen and blow up and, and with no regard for how it's going to affect the efforts of the family on the ground in these cities and these communities trying to get justice for their families. So. Yeah, I, I remember during Ferguson, um, there was a time where uh, Mike Brown's funeral happened. And people were like, and his and his family was like, for this one day, we would like people to not protest. Like, we just want to bury our son. And I, and from my understanding, a lot of people did take say, hey, we're not, you know, not protesting. We completely understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember on Twitter. So I don't know if this person was actually in the streets or just on Twitter talking shit. Who knows? But there was this person that got upset and was like cussing at me and shit because i was like yeah i understand why he would say that and i understand why people would take heed and be like well it's really about this family and our humanity so why we can take the day off like we'll be back tomorrow it's not like white supremacy was gonna leave and be like oh you could yesterday was the day you could have got me you know like (laughs) so so i remember how mad this person was and at one point they said something like man fuck his family it's bigger than them and i was like we can never let it do that you can never let it be Mm -hmm. bigger or else you lost the whole thing once you start talking about why it's bigger than the victims of these crimes then what's the fucking point of doing any of this you know so yeah the same you know the same thing with this tamir rice thing it's just odd that people have decided like ah this what needs to happen and not to mention it's not a very realistic solution anyway but it just seems like it's an ego thing where it's like they get to go back and be like, I'm the person that made LeBron James not play a game like that. Like, like that's going to be bigger than because because if not, if it's not that, then you have to question their mental faculties if they really think justice is going to be determined by if this nigga played a game. I'm sorry. And I also think, like, what, <laughs> let's say you did want to engage LeBron. Why would it be him sitting out? Why wouldn't it be? Can he call for a moment of silence for Tamir at the next home game? Right. Is, that, is, is that not something that's worthwhile and something LeBron could be like, hey, we could do that? I just think it's just poor strategy and poor, mm. um, you know, approach to try and engage people with these issues when we, we take away their agency and then subsequently subjugate the agency of the people that are most directly affected by these issues. And it's just, yeah. it, it just doesn't make any sense. And it's just not what our jobs are on um, if people fighting for justice so, I just, anyways i just want to go ahead i was gonna say i hope it's not just something that people are doing because they like know it's not gonna work but they know they'll get all the attention you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. they're per- like yeah it, like it's obviously yeah. lebron's not gonna do this but everyone's gonna be talking about how i told lebron to do this so i'll still mm. get the the attention to get my name out there get the, the hopefully get some people that don't know about this cause to care about it or something maybe Maybe that could be it because it just didn't seem like a very realistic solution anyway. True. Yeah, it definitely didn't. So I, I don't know what the motivation was, but I just know when I see things that can do more harm than good, it's always concerning to me because it's a lot of efforts put behind it that could have been sharing Samaria's, um, their petition the family has. They're trying to get Loretta Lynch to step in and, and take charge of what's going on with McGinty. They're trying to get McGinty out of office. I mean, there's actually concrete things this family needs to get justice and closure to the situation and um, and building capacity in Cleveland to do that. And yeah. LeBronson out, it, it just doesn't serve those goals. So, And, and you know um, what? I'll, I'll add one more thing. I'm sorry, not trying to hold you up, but one more thing I would add. 
sometimes we don't know what people are doing because a lot right. of people i remember the shit jay-z and beyonce caught for forever mm-hmm. you know i remember when the harry Belafonte thing popped off and people were like complete they coons they're sellouts they don't care and then you find out later like oh they've actually been providing money to get people bailed out you know things that people to get clothes people to have uh you know food and shit things that are tangible and that matter to people on the ground and then they weren't being like here are bottles of jay-z water sponsored by on the run tour like come on now like it was like a, a kind of a humble thing that kind of got outed amidst some twitter beef which is hilarious right but it got outed <laughs> not by them uh, uh, in a twitter beef thing and it's and it's like at that point you still have people like finally coming around like oh okay so they're they were doing exactly what people tell people to do and we were being shitty to them and they don't get any apologies or anything just Mm-mm. people just find no, a way they to never do them. yeah and I, I remember when we talked about the whole celebrity black Hume thing that I, that we, this was like probably more than a year ago. Yeah. I think it was the first time I called into the show. And I remember my point was that there, it doesn't need to be showy. You know, yeah. there's plenty of things people can do to support tons of folks that don't have anything to do with a statement. It has to do with are you ensuring children in that neighborhood are taken care of? Are you, right. you know, are you reaching out to the people that need resources? I mean, it, it, it's just weird to me that this has turned into like statement being the only way to for for high profile individuals to make a difference and right. they're no different than any of us um and so why why are we applying these different um standards to them so right. anyway no doubt man thanks thanks you, guys I, no problem yeah. i hope you're having a good 2016 so far me too so far so good karen i'll talk to you in a few weeks can't wait to have you on the show yes ma'am tell drew I'll say all right bye guys peace all right, i will peace bye guys all right amy writes in calling an ambulance while white hey rod i was just sitting on lunch break laughing my ass off at the war on kwanzaa episode before i even go further let me wish you a joyous kwanzaa thank you we appreciate that Mm -hmm. now i was listening to your story about the older gentleman who fell i just love i just moved june to seattle before i spent 17 years in new york city and as a young teen i learned all about life from the song 911 is a joke Oh, yes, the Flavor Flav Public Enemy Classic. <laughs> During my entire time in New York, I saw numerous ambulances and various services take their sweet time. I was in a car wreck where the police did not come for almost two hours because when both cars involved called 911, we told them there were no fatalities. Since moving to Seattle, I took a job as a replacement librarian in the public system. I worked the day after Christmas. An older lady in her 50s, dressed normally clean, came up to me and calmly told me she threw up all over the women's bathroom. I asked her if she was okay and assumed she was on her way to leave. We got the bathroom cleaned up. I sat back at the desk. An hour later, the woman calmly told me she was feeling sick. And if I could help her with her her bag, I obliged. I assumed she wanted me to take it outside. That was the wrong assumption as she went right back into the bathroom. We, she proceeded to vomit everywhere and then lie down. We told her we needed to call 911. Right. I called 911. Important note, I have the most white lady voice a white lady could ever have. The ambulance arrived in 10 minutes. When they arrived and went into the bathroom, they questioned us because the woman had walked out and left. I was ready to throw punch everyone. Right. I tell my husband this story and he kept saying 10 minutes. He just kept saying 10 minutes. Where's, where they, were they next door? Is there an EMT <laughs> base nearby? People in Seattle must live to be a hundred. I'm not sure what the moral story is. I just thought it might make you laugh. <laughs> oh, I know what the moral is. 
if you white they gonna be on time right i knew that shit when i called i was like why didn't i use my white voice but it was funny because i had been talking to her in my regular voice and then she saw me call 911 and i was standing close to her so that she would be able to hear mm-hmm. what i was saying but i should have just changed her voice like hey it's 911 we got an emergency here mm-hmm. and then they would have been like oh my god it's a but they probably be like it's a black guy acting white take even more time <laughs> Let's go get something to eat on our lunch break. Take a break. <laughs> and we still got 15 or 15 minutes. Gee whiz, uh, gee willikers, this guy looks like he is hurting. <laughs> anyway, you guys watch any baseball? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I was watching the hockey match earlier. They'll be like, oh, no, nobody black knows about that. Right. Uh, the, <laughs> the Murphy family. Shayna writes in, hello. I love the podcast. I was wondering if you guys watch HBO's Leftovers, The Leftovers. I, I did. don't. I did. I watched both seasons. Karen did not watch Mm-mm. any. It is my favorite show. Season two just finished airing. Season wasn't a complete overhaul, but it changed location and introduced the Murphy family. Yeah, I think the Murphys were pretty dope. The mom is portrayed by Regina King. The dad is Kevin Carroll. Son is Javon Edipo. And the mother, the daughter is Jasmine Savoy Brown. The Murphy family is so dynamic and interesting. Never on TV have I seen a black family portrayed like this. Oftentimes, when a black family has to share screen time with a, with, with a family, the black characters are not, oh, a white family has to share screen time. Oh wait, when a black family has to share screen time, um with a family the black characters are not very flushed out yeah yeah normally when it's like a white family and a black family it's like the black people end up being sidekicks right i would love to hear your thoughts on the murphy family hey man they were they were well done uh i love that they went into detail with it um the second season of the leftovers was much better than the first in my opinion okay um uh i've heard a lot of people said they enjoyed i like that a lot of it came full circle i thought the only the only negative question 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 mark i don't know if negative is the best way to put that the only thing that i didn't really or that kind of bugged me was that um they had a whole lot of magical negroes on the show (laughs) (laughs) not the magical ones yeah the granddaddy was a magical negro that knew how to like keep make people live through dreams eddie winslow was on there he was a magical negro that could predict shit by like looking at your hand um regina king was a magical negro that could put birds in a in a box and three days later they'd be alive and shit it was they got a lot of weird magical elements and none of the white people can do magical shit which was 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 killing me man but um but i still love that show man it was really good um Mm -hmm. so and more importantly i love nina perez okay and that's why i watched it because i figured out that's probably why you watched it yeah i almost didn't watch that shit but she won out again i i love nina perez more than i hate david lindelof (laughs) 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 all right guys we'll talk to y'all later if you uh are around at three which is in 13 minutes uh we'll be on spreecast with chris for movie trailer reviews and if not we'll see you guys tomorrow um on the podcast and uh i guess uh we'll be uh i just remember i don't know if if it's yesha or yesha but callahan who we've read a lot of her articles on the show before so uh we'll see you guys in the morning until then i love you i love you too